Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Have to get 30, 30, bit to get 30, bit to get 20, 20, 20, bit to get 20, 20, bit to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to It's Become a Whole Thing, a podcast that takes a highbrow look at the lowbrow trash we love. I'm your host, Emily Rose, and each week we'll tap into the cultural zeitgeist by looking at the best and worst moments of TV history. Because here, we contain multitudes and read between the lines. Join me. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the It's Become a Whole Thing podcast, where we recap the best and worst moments in TV history, the zeitgeist moments that shaped us. I'm your host, Emily Rose, and I have but one simple, humble question for you. How are you, my sweet trolls? How are you doing? What's everyone's week looking like? Where are you listening to this episode? Um, What is going on? I am jazzed uh it's like it's nice out um i've been realizing canadians are like cats because the moment it's like nice out um at least you know here in eastern canada everyone just you know finds their way to a sunbeam and just stays there (laughs) like here every like to us is like filled with people like packed in and then there's like one that's like in the shadows and there's no one um So, yeah, we're like, I don't know, reptiles, cats, whatever, um, just trying to find our sunbeam. And, yeah, I'm very, very excited for this week's episode. I put out a poll on Instagram uh, of which episode you wanted me to cover, which show. And I was kind of – I didn't want to do too much Simpson for people, you know, because we just did Newlyweds, like, 
a few weeks ago. It's not too much for me. It's never too much for me. Um, and it turns out it's not too much for you either because you guys requested the Ashley Simpson show. Uh, I had Christy from X Knows All on and we got pretty rowdy. We were kind of in hysterics recording this, uh, but yes, it was a lot of fun. And we have an episode that's actually out already on the Patreon where... I'm not even really going to get into (laughs) what the episode was. It kind of belongs behind a paywall, but the title of the episode is Accidental Sex Party. Do with that what you will. Uh, There'll be a new Patreon episode out on Wednesday um, with Sammy P, who's back from Vegas. Uh, And that's $5 a month. You get an extra episode every week, or like last week you got two bonus episodes. And yeah, Um, speaking of Sammy P, I know... Look, there's a lot of fans out here, okay? It's no secret that my friends are funnier than me, um, and I just get to, like, you know, bring them on and, like, ride their coattails? Or, like, is it riding their coattails if they're here as, like, guests, co-hosts? I, I don't know. Um, you tell me or don't. But Sammy will be back um, on the main pod next week, and, yeah, we have a channel in the Discord that's just episode suggestions. Um, you can always DM me as well on Instagram. It's become a whole thing on all platforms. Uh, (laughs) occasionally on other podcasts, I've been asked how I came up with my handle. Uh, and it was just the only thing that was not taken. (laughs) It was just a name that had not been taken for a website or for social media accounts. Uh, probably because it's a long, slightly verbose phrase, but you know, there's no rules here. I said it before and I'll say it again. Uh, okay. Oh, yeah. My book's coming out uh, in a week. In a week. On April 25th. But as I've been saying, pre-orders are important. I've seen some of you guys have been pre-ordering. It's very exciting. Um, if anyone's seen people that have received the book, uh, it's because, like, basically, Simon & Schuster asked me if um, there was anyone like if I had influencer friends who wanted uh, an advanced copy. So I am sorry to the listeners. I honestly would have just liked to have added your names if I could, uh, because I don't know, you've been here supporting my journey and I appreciate it. Uh, But yeah, uh, the pre-order link is in the episode description and my bio or just like, you know, on Amazon, Stuff I Hate Journal, um, or like might be at a smaller retailer near you, coming to a theater near you. Oh my God. I'm like, <laughs> we're too many coffees deep. Okay. I'm going to cut myself off and get right into the episode. Um, but yeah, so thanks for being here this week. And without further ado, let's get into today's episode. Okay. What the fuck is up, troll gang? We're in the studio here with Christy today. What's up, Christy? How are you? I'm so excited to be here. We were just going off on so many tangents and you were like, should we just put this on the mic? I'm like, yeah, because we're just talking about real things here. Yeah, that that often happens to me with guests. Like we're just having a full on podcast before the podcast. But I mean, that's why we're like in this business is because we'd be spinning our wheels if there was a mic here or not. 100%. Like out of everyone in our little like community, I feel like we're kind of chaotic in the best way so chaotic so chaotic yeah. yeah it's not like it's not a bit for content like I'm not like I'm diff- I'm quirky like um 
we're actually about to meet in person and like people often compare me to some kind of like like a cartoon character but in a way like I'll like trip and like drop my stuff everywhere and then like spill my drink on myself and just like it's a daily struggle to just like put one foot in front of the other um but yeah we're living that chaotic water sign life I yeah you you did yeah I'm a Pisces you did my whole which also quick shout out I know you don't plug it enough or if at all on your channel or really (laughs) any of your socials but one of your many side hustles is that you do astrology reading so you're you can do either a 30 minute session or a 60 minute session and I selected the 60 minute session and let me tell you it was worth every penny I've gotten a bunch of like you know astrology readings tarot like I just did a coffee ground reading I told you about yesterday um in New Orleans and they've all been really good but yours was so well researched and so detailed and spoke to me on so many levels and I thought a lot of people can say oh you know astrology you can apply basically like any sign to your persona like okay Scorpios are a little bit crazy like so am I so you can't just say all Scorpios are just you know if it's a Venn diagram of astrology charts you can kind of relate to every single one of them but yours not only did you examine my like sun rising and moon sign but you went into like my ninth house and like the love and like what, what I'm like in relationships and it was so prescriptive and so detailed and so on the nose that like I know the things you were saying could not have been explained to like one of my other friends like it was so <laughs> true to myself and I think you need to hawk these astrology readings a lot more because it truly is worth every penny because I know how much work it must have gone on for you to, on the back end in your time to even detail and research everything it was incredible oh my god oh thank you guys I'm actually paying her to say this she never did a re- <laughs> reading with me I'm like she's I have reading, a script she's reading off a script I'm like okay like what keep going I'm like Chris Jenner behind them <laughs> like okay you're doing great keep going like <laughs> oh my god you're so funny um uh, but yeah I mean you know there's research but also like before I did professional readings um I was just doing it for friends like for free for years you know and actually one of the best ways that I learned was um I'd be studying it and then I'd be applying it to different celebrities because like both have been my special interests you know for a very long time so it helps to like when you're into pop culture you're predicting like behaviors of people and so then to look at their chart and see how that plays out in different ways and like to predict you know what type of person they're going to choose um it's very it's very like a real world example it's been very helpful um but yeah I really love astrology readings and Yeah, as much as I say that I'm, like, shamelessly, like, thirsty in my self-promo, there's, like, other things that I, like, never talk about and somehow people find their way to that link. It's in my bio, like, on Instagram or TikTok or whatever. Um, But, yeah. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. I'm actually curious how often people like us who are so into celebrity pop culture who are also into astrology because I actually think they probably will go more hand in hand than one would think because I think we're a bit more creative a little bit more spiritual I don't know if this is just me putting a blanket statement on it but I like that you like I can see why we as like celebrity pop culture kind of enthusiasts and people that like to like gaze into the lens of these people's lives are also interested in like the inner workings of their being and who they are inherently and like that's that kind of is like the root of my show too, of just like getting into like who these people are. And I think it's, I don't know, it makes sense to me that you have this interest in both worlds, even though to like the naked eye, someone could be like, wait, what? Like, that's such a random two different subjects. Yeah. I mean, like it's, you know, it's like 
pattern recognition and we like to study human behavior. And um, when you were saying like, you know, with astrology, like there's general readings that can be done where it's like, okay, this could apply to anyone because essentially we all have the same basic human characteristics in us. Like we all like love and success and whatever. But um, I love skeptics. Like I love taking them on and being like, I'm going to say things about you that there's no way that like, I'm just, you know, pulling this out of nowhere, or I'm just saying it to everyone who's doing a reading. Um, But I see it as data analysis too. Like, I'm not like saying like, because of the moon, you're, you're acting Mm. this way, but like the study of astrology, like it came about for thousands of years, like yogis in India, just like looking at patterns in the sky and looking at correlations between like the characteristics of kids that were born during that time and like as much as I am not a science girl I am like I was raised by a scientist I think that way in a lot of ways so yeah this is it's all it's all part of it it's all part of the inner machinations (laughs) yeah yeah you really are the more and more I listen to your show too because I also go deep into the archives like with your old episodes as well and I'm just kind of making my way through and it's uh, I think you were kind of ahead of it, like the granola kind of woo-woo shit. Like, I feel like you've been on to something. I think you talked about, like, your mom was pretty into, like, this kind of stuff, too, right? Is that kind of how you got into the world? Because your dad, you're like, you always say he's like a scientist, like, atomic pressure and all that stuff. <laughs> my mom, okay, her and my dad are both very magical in ways that they don't realize. Like, they would say things, like, that I'm like, okay, you guys are tapped into something, whether you realize it or not. And they both, my mom had a Scorpio moon. My dad has a Scorpio moon. They had this, like, magical connection. But, like, when I was deep into it, like, the whole world of spirituality, um, I'd show her, like, I'd be like, this is my altar. She's like, oh, that BC shit. Like, like that West Coast shit. Oh, 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 I was like, what's BC? Okay, yeah, yeah. Like Victoria, that California BC. shit, you know. Like- yeah, I always hear Tori say BC, Victoria, BC. I'm like, huh? British, British Columbia. British Columbia, yeah. 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 Um, yeah. But um, speaking of pop culture, by the time this comes out, um, we'll also have a Patreon episode out where we're going to be talking about pop culture. We're going to be giving our hot takes on controversial topics um and like i actually feel like i need to add a caveat because the world is so fucking crazy right now that when i say controversy i mean i don't mean like in a right wing like people can't say anything these days like i mean i know you gotta offer the disclosure these days because then everyone's gonna be like down your throat it's fucking ridiculous well actually i think my voice is like a repellent (laughs) right wing people's i don't even think they're here they've made it this far um and i I'm pretty sure if anyone's listened to, you know, a couple minutes of me talk, they would probably guess that that's, you know, that's not the road I'd go down. But like, you know, we're going to be talking about some controversial faves. I am very excited because we really agree on certain things. We really disagree on other faves. And we're going to like, we're going to duke it out. I'm so excited. Let's fucking go. I brought you here to confront you today uh, on air. (laughs) (laughs) um you're yeah. so funny dude gloves off you on fucking, the patreon you fucking kill me dude the thing about emily guys like she'll say these things that are so like i don't think you realize how fucking funny you are and you'll say it in passing like i kid you not there are very few shows in pot i'm not trying to gas up this is the actual truth there are very few shows that i'll be listening to while i'm cleaning and i'll just i'll cackle like out loud that is your show you make me laugh 
so hard. Like you're, you are so fast and smart, Mm -hmm. but I don't think people that are like, I always say, I'm like, if you don't find me funny, you're not fucking smart because I know I'm funny. That's how I feel (laughs) about you. I'm like, you have to be smart to understand your humor because it's fast. If you blink, you're going to lose it. You're, You're so fucking funny. You kill me. Okay. Well, guys, the thing about Christy is that like somehow within my like insatiable desire for compliments like you actually like fulfill it you are like the best hype woman oh thank you yeah and you know I think that I was funny before but I think the trauma of the recent years has like cranked up the volume on my humor like so much and I'm like man I'm on fire right now like it's it's one of the best things to come of all the trauma that is so funny you say that because my sister and I always say if you weren't like fat growing up if you weren't like on the outer circles if you haven't experienced like bullying you're not fucking funny and I I don't fuck Mm -hmm. with you like I only fuck with people that have shit that has gone on in their lives otherwise we won't be close you'll be an acquaintance yeah and I I remember like after my mom died my cousin was like were you always this funny I'm like I don't think so like I think that I'm like (laughs) I'm really like on point (laughs) no I fully that's a hundred percent a thing like you need to wait that's why comedians are so traumatized like they get through everything through humor that's why so many comedians have like mental health issues oh yeah that's like me I'm a clown on the internet and I'm like sad most the rest of the time like it's oh, it's great you know 100%. best of both worlds <laughs> yeah I'm always sad I'm a Pisces sad 24 7 Pisces rising and it's yeah. Scorpio sun like wait you're a Pisces sun and cancer rising right yes good memory yeah we're both like double double water water sign or big three like we're a watery bunch Mm -hmm. oh life is (laughs) it's a sad world like i'm I'm constantly fucking sad i'm constantly in my emotions but you just want to know it you made me just think of daria remember six sad world wasn't that the show like wait did you watch daria back in the day are you too young for this am i am i being like no i'm like two years younger than i'm 32 Oh, wait, but Daria, was that on Nick Nickelodeon? I don't know. We had like our Canadian equivalent. Um, I've never like, heard of ne- that. I don't think you've never heard of Daria. Oh, my God. She was like the original, like, cool, sad, moody girl. Um, And they had this. Sh- it was like a cartoon. And Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. OK, sorry. I, I'm looking at the, the Google images. Yes, I know who you're talking about. And they had this show that they would watch called Six Sad World. And yeah. That's the world we're living in. Yes, 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 yes. I, I I'm there. Yes. Now that you say this, I, I know what this is. Um funny. Yeah. Uh so okay, actually, I'm I'm gonna get into um the topic of today, but I just have to give like a mention to the fact that like, okay, so this is gonna come out on Tuesday, and then two days later, IRL, we're gonna meet in person. In my mind, we have hung out like for many hours together. It's like an optical illusion that we haven't actually met. Um I don't know if I've talked about this on the main pod a ton or or at all, um, but we're doing this like little podcaster retreat. Yeah, I um, I've talked about it quite a bit on my show, actually. Yeah, it's weird because we started this Slack channel like almost a year ago. I have no concept of time. I think it's been about a year and we've all kind of supported one another. You guys have actually become it's very difficult to describe for people that aren't in this channel because when I try to explain it to like my real life, like I guess like my physical friends that I see in the flesh. When they're like, why are you going to New York again? I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm meeting up with my friends. But like, oh, yeah, I was like, podcasting friends. And like, they just have no concept of like what I'm even talking about. They're like, oh, OK, that, that's cute. But like, it was weird. I, I mentioned this, like, I think that on my like last episode, when I met Tori because she was in L.A., 
I drove up to LA from Orange County to see her. And I was trying to describe to people like, who are you meeting? I'm like, oh, this girl that I've met on Zoom many times. But like, they probably think it's just like an acquaintance. I'm like, no, no, no. These people are my actual like close friends. But like, we've never met. We're like late night, like texting each other. Because I think the Slack channel like started as a way to kind of like swap information and like troubleshoot and stuff. But then it's really turned into like, it's basically an ongoing like uh, support group. It is. No, no, it it literally is. And okay, so it's me, you, um, yeah, Tori from Ready to be Petty, um, Pam from What I Will Say, Shannon from Fluently Forward, Kirsten from Mess Magnets. Mess Magnets. I'm trying to think. And, and, and oh, Jenna Decarpod. No, Love but she's her. not. She, yeah, sorry. She's in the group, but she's not coming to New York. Right. Neither um, is Kirsten. We'll just yeah. have to do like part two and like go to her in Portland. Um, yeah. But yeah, we're all meeting up and like, hey, listeners, trolls, I am discovering what it's like um, to be around organized people. It is mind blowing to me. I'm like, oh, this is how you guys are living? Like, wow. Wow. Um. Like, I am so blown away. Like, there's a multi-tab Excel doc that has been filled up for like over a month with everyone's flight Lights. numbers, times of arrival, um, suggestions for an itinerary, um, then a yeah. final version of the itinerary, yep. like down to, I'm like, and it's like fun with like room for leeway. Like it's not like, okay, at exactly 4 p.m. We all have to be here. It's like fun, but structured. So there's no worry on my part. And I'm like, wow. Yeah. It's like I I've never and I, you mentioned this a couple of times where like you've never seen a group of people get together and decide on a date so quickly. Like I was literally just on a bachelorette trip with um, a bunch of my girlfriends and it was like about the same number of people in this Slack channel. And mind you, we're from all over the Slack channel. Like we have two people international coming into New York. I'm from California. Yeah. You know, we have all these people like camps from the south, like people from, from every yeah Alabama or something, Alabama right? yeah yeah so like we have people from all corners of the world like the way it took forever for me and this group of bachelorette girls to come up with a date it was insane like it's a miracle we even decided ended up going to this bachelorette trip last weekend but like the way that we decided on a date in less than every, a week that's every group trip every group trip like it's very painful for me because like I I love people but my social battery like runs out so quickly and like my idea of hell is like five people being like oh my god should we get dinner like where should we go and like just spending half an hour like talking about and trying to figure it out like we have like dinner reserved like this night at this person's house it's all planned out so you know I guess also like I know what to expect and there's not that like room for you know competing interests and I'm like I guess it makes sense because we're all kind of hermits. We all work alone, but we all have a, a fascination with people and with obsessive amounts of research. So like all those things converged and this trip came together in like a week. Like none of us have met. We're all just like, okay, done. Like, okay, here's hotels we can stay at. Here's restaurants. Like done. I think out of all the group, I've only met Tori. Have you met Tori? No. Because yeah, you guys are on opposite corners of the country. Yeah. At one point when we were first planning this, I told her, I was like, I've only met you and I haven't met anyone else. And I was like, wait, no, I actually haven't met you. <laughs> like, I keep forgetting that I'm like, oh, I've only met Who Christy. Met? I'm like, no, I haven't met anyone. Yeah, that's, yeah, because I haven't, yeah, I haven't met but, anyone Yeah, but we're constantly te- talking and texting and all this but stuff. But yeah, I was, I was saying like in LA when I went, like I was just there for the weekend, but I got to meet a decent handful of like internet friends, like TikTok friends. And everyone just met or exceeded expectations and I was like oh okay I guess I'm just older and wiser now 
that I can like discern this type of thing. Yeah, I'm curious how like this, not to put sides, but like what trip is going to be more memorable, your LA versus New York trip for your influencer friends. It's not even comparable. It's like apples and oranges because I was also really spoiled on the LA trip because Lauren, the Zen Blonde, at the Zen Blonde, she was like basically just driving me around like people are like what oh. neighborhood were you and I'm like I was just like a kid like she's like okay now we're going to that's um, so nice now we're going to all the Vanderpump restaurants now we're going to Malibu to the beach yeah like, that's now- far that's not close proximity at all that's basically different states I know and and yeah. I'm like I don't know where I am but I'm happy to be here and she's like okay now we're gonna pop over to Nobu I'm like we can't we're in our like beach clothes she's like oh no I've gone like wrapped in a blanket like we're just gonna pop in see if there's room at the bar I'm like you're allowed to do that like looking like shit so like she just yeah she walked Aww. me through the whole thing and yeah so that was great but I've never been to LA um it was really special but like New York, it's just, it's a whole other trip. We have a Taylor Swift day. <laughs> we're like following the footsteps. We're crazy. Like, we're, we're all crazy. crazy. We're like so random. But like, we yeah. are, <laughs> we're all like Taylor Swift day. Yep. 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 Cool. Well, and I'm so glad that all of us are Swifties because some people get, I mean, I think now it's less divisive, but sometimes people just aren't into her, you know, and that can kind of create just a bit of tension. But the fact that all of us are equally as obsessed, we all have tickets to eras, like we're all going to do this Taylor Swift day and everyone was down and game. Yeah. Let's fucking do it. Let's fucking go. Let's go. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Um, yeah. Okay. I want to dig into the topic at hand today. We're here to talk about the Ashley Simpson show. We watched episode one, season one. Um, now... Before I situate us, like, what was your relationship to this show? So I, well, it's very clear I have a pretty obsessive personality and I get obsessed with like very certain celebrities. And I was like, my inception of celebrity, like Stan Hood began with Mary-Kate and Ashley Olsen. That was like the very beginning. 
And, you know, of course, I was obsessed with Hillary and Lindsay. And Ashley was probably right up to par with Hillary and Lindsay. For me, I saw Ashley Simpson live perform. My mom, my poor mom would drive me all over the place. I've like met her several times. I went to like several of her shows when I was like 13, like drag my friends from middle school. We'd all go. Yeah. Like I. What was it like to meet her? uh, The sweetest, like so nice. She went to this Best Buy in, in Orange County and she was signing CDs. So I met her. And so cool. Uh, I went to see her at the Brea Mall. She was like performing at this mall for a free concert. Went to that. I also, my mom drove me to her concert in LA. Like I loved her. And I was a newlywed stan, but Ashley Simpson show did it for me. And like the entirety, like it was weird watching the show and we'll get into it, but it was very weird watching the show to like, just, I don't even know what about her was so like captivating for me as like a kid, like a young like middle school age because like watching her now I'm like she's so fucking annoying like and this show is weird and like not good I mean granted I watched the first episode of season one so I'm maybe the show got better but I'm so glad we like it's almost felt like a time capsule back to like 2004 2005 because I was working the reason I had counsel our recording yesterday because I was working late and I the entire time I was like working late into the night I was listening to like autobiography the album like just kind of getting myself back to that headspace of like remembering how I felt like when listening to her and all that. But I don't know. I just, I've really loved her. And I will say even as a 32 year old, almost, you know, her autobiography album came out in 2004. So literally it's been 20 years since that album. And I swear to you, that album stands the test of time. Like I stand by it. It's such a good so album. So good. It was so good. Yeah. Okay. Wow. I haven't <laughs> met Ashley Simpson, but like I, yeah, I, Similar to you, like I loved the show. Um, I loved her album. I still do like her first album, um, like Justice for Music. But I'll talk about that in like the where are they? Oh, yeah, I was gonna section. say her sophomore album is still also very good, but it just didn't get as much acclaim. We'll get into all that in the where are they now, but like, um, yeah, like I love Newlyweds as well. Um, as anyone <laughs> who listened to the Newlyweds episode would know, but the thing about like autobiography is it was a lot more relatable. Like she was in an apartment. And just, you know, like messy and it was just relatable queen. Um, But the first episode came out June 16th, 2004. Um, That year, (laughs) J-Lo broke up with Ben Affleck for the first time, Um, married Mark Anthony just a few months later. Um, The show Friends ended, which, I mean, I was happy about. I was never a Friends fan. Sorry. Sorry, friends, fans, including I think you, Chrissy. Yeah. <laughs> maybe I'll like, maybe I'll do a, a surly review of it. Maybe I'll save it for the Patreon in case I like upset the friend heads. Yeah. That um, would be a good idea, actually. I would listen to that. Um, okay. <laughs> that would actually be a good episode. Yeah. Um, and okay, this is a trip. These are the movies that premiered in theaters that month. Talk about Time Capsule, Fahrenheit 9-11, Anchorman, and Napoleon Dynamite starring Austin Butler. <laughs> Wait, what is Austin Butler and Napoleon Dynamite? He is Napoleon Dynamite. Wait, am I getting that right? Oh my God, do I know? No way. Wait, am I? No way. Wait, is it me? Hold on. Viewers are screaming at us. Wait, John Hedder. Oh my God. (laughs) Oh my God, wait, no. What? Oh, oh my God, wait, what? (laughs) Hold on, I'm looking at. Do this. Oh my God. I'm looking at the cast on oh God, IMDb. No, he's not in. Oh my God. 
Okay. Okay. Haley Duff is in Napoleon Dynamite. I don't remember that. Oh my God. Okay. Why did I think he was in Napoleon Dynamite? Okay, I just Googled. He would have been young because he's like my age. But I just Googled it and there's other people asking if he was in Napoleon Dynamite. The second Google search term is does Napoleon Dynamite have autism? Which (laughs) any of the Patreon subscribers know that I've been on a journey of wondering whether I have autism, which tune in to find out. I'm on a freaking wait list (laughs) to see. But (laughs) No, you don't. No way. No, I'm, I'm like pretty. I mean. It's like I am a definitely like neurodivergent queen, but like there's so much that I related to my whole life about the autistic experience. And um, like, you know, this is like whatever side note, but um, I really relate to there's a lot of um, stuff I've read about talking about like the label high functioning, because basically mm-hmm. there's pushback to it because it's like basically you're really good at placating others in society to your own detriment. Like I can move amongst circles. I can really like disguise my little quirks and behaviors, but then I go home and I'm like, I unravel. So I don't know. I'm really like, there's something else going on besides the ADHD, but I don't, (laughs) I don't know. We'll find out. Um, Okay. So the billboard hits of that week are incredible. We've got This Love by Maroon 5, just absolutely terrorized by Maroon 5 um, in that year. The Reason by Hoobastank. <laughs> I love, like, that song reminds me of middle school. Roses by Outkast and I Don't Want to Know by Mario Winans featuring Enya and P. Diddy. And like, okay, what's How does that, that go? I don't want to know. If you're playing, playing games, please don't know. let it show. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Sorry, not sorry, the people who hate when I sing on this pod. Um, but actually, okay, I have a question. This side far. I'm gonna have to put timestamps in. Are you on Jasper Talk? Do you know what I'm talking about? No, what's that? Okay. okay. It is this deranged doll that is like smeared makeup and does these raspy covers of songs like this and has like, I don't wanna know. And it's just like it's just truly unhinged chaotic energy. I feel like you need Jasper in your life. I don't wanna know. So that song has been really on my mind. Uh, Okay, for people who know what I'm talking about, you're going to be like cheering the few people who know about this like niche internet phenomena for the rest of you. I'm going to link a Jasper video in the episode description. If you are as chaotic as we are, like go and enjoy. Um, But okay, moving along. So this show made me realize between this and covering newlyweds made me realize like joe simpson was the original momager this was years before keeping up with the kardashians and like one of the blueprints for the kardashians um i'm a bit of like a jessica simpson historian like i really mm. like i know her history like inside and out and like i love that okay yeah she has been very kind to her parents in how she talked about them like in her memoirs and things but just reading between the lines of what their lives were like like they had insane stage parents in my view, like very exploitative parents. Um, yeah. So, cause like everyone could be like, but my kid had a dream of being a singer. It's like, okay. Like <laughs> I also had a dream of like, you know, working in a zoo and like be- being on TV and like, but doesn't mean my parents were like driving me every weekend as a kid. You know, it's funny. I, yes. And now that you're bringing it up, it's kind of like things are coming to me. Like, 
I know a lot of kids, both in my upbringing and like in my 20s, like whose parents were pastors in like a whatever Presbyterian, like kind of evangelical type Christian church. Mm-hmm. And from my discussions, because I'm very fascinated by like people who's grew up in like that. Not only did you like, go to church, but like your family was the church. Like they were the representation of the family that was, you know, standing up at the whatever. I'm sorry if I'm botching these words. I didn't grow up religious. But in any case, a common consistent thing that presents itself in people who are children of pastors are they feel very much like they're put on display for everyone to like kind of pick apart at and critique. And it creates a lot of self. Um, again, this is like a small sample size of people whom I know, no, but probably heard, four people. I've yeah. No, no, no. I've heard about preachers, children and the complexes, but I didn't understand why that comes about that's such an interesting way of explaining it because yeah joe was a pastor like yes he went from a pastor to now um he doesn't label himself as gay but he dates men um, yeah I, actually i just i was just re-watching the season of vanderpump rules where he was the photographer for the tongs yeah. and where he's like suck your gut in stick your dick out <laughs> he like, said that and I, yeah. I remember that scene but i don't remember like the dialogue oh my god that's he so that yeah, yeah yeah to the toms yeah he said that i was like oh my god <laughs> Yeah, it's just interesting because it kind of makes, not that you become a pastor to put your family on display, but it's kind of like that same thing where like you grow up kind of just being this thing that people can kind of watch and just view. And then you kind of shift that to the entertainment world. It kind of makes sense, you know? Oh, yeah. This family has had a very interesting trajectory. But basically, this show came about because Newlyweds was a smash hit. Joe looked to his other daughter and was like, hey, let's make a show about her too. And yeah. the show was also very popular at the time. Everything about this spiked my serotonin. Like, it's on YouTube. I'll so also good. link it, but like, yeah, just go watch it after this. Um, but you know, you, you were mentioning off the top that like she was really annoying this, but like I was just overjoyed to hear her little baby voice. Um, I kind of felt like because Jessica Simpson's whole claim to fame was like ditzy blonde, and as much as they were positioning Ashley's like this is the opposite, I think they were still pressure to like uh, uh, like do that kind of you know it's like the Paris Hilton the camera shtick. voice yes and also she's 20 you know she cameras was 20 are not, she's 20 like so we all were uh whinier and gigglier at 20 but it was really amped up but we start off and she says hey i'm ashley simpson and i'm 19 years old some of you guys might know me as jessica simpson's little sister i just moved out of my parents place and got my very own place i have a great boyfriend (laughs) i just signed a record deal with geffen records this is not the end not the beginning of the end but the end of the beginning i died because they immediately after they introduce her amazing boyfriend and this is like these editors deserve an award because right after we cut to this man, Josh Henderson, Josh Henderson, Josh. who, by the way, sorry, quick, quick. Thing. No, no, he came no, to my high school. Is... He came to my high school because I mean, he wasn't a student, Wait, what do you mean? but he came we... to like as a speaker, like what? No, no. So like, I don't even know what I like. I was actually talking to Shannon about this because we were talking about, I don't know. Okay. I was listening to Shannon's Hunger Games episode and I was like, Josh Hutcherson came to my high school. She goes, what? And so did Josh Henderson, because we had this thing called I don't know what the fuck it was. It was like celebrity basketball, Hollywood <gasps> Nights. 
Okay, I have pictures of, it was the Secret Life of the American Teenager cast, not like Shailene Woodley, but it was Francia Racia, the like Filipino um, guy. Uh, I think Ricky came. Yeah, Josh Hutcherson from PETA from Hunger Games came. Josh Henderson from Ashley Simpson Show came. Like I have all these pictures of all these people. I don't know why the fuck my school coordinated this or what the even intent was. I think it was like for charity or something. Like Aaron Carter was also on this circuit. Like if you Google Celebrity Hollywood Nights, K-N-I-G-H-T-S, they would like travel the the nation to like go to these high schools. So anyways, Josh Henderson came to my high school like oh. when I graduated in 2009. Yeah. I am going to go down a rabbit hole after this. Wait, but what? I didn't know he was famous for anything else. What was he known for? Was he just I, Ashley Simpson's boyfriend? Okay, so I don't even know either, to be honest. But I, I feel like he was one of those, like, Hollywood hunks. Like, like a tangential, like, person in, like, a movie. Let me, oh we should have done. A Z-list 2004 Hollywood hunk celeb. I'm obsessed with and this. I, I'm I already... also Googled him. He looks exactly as you would, like, he looks Wait, rough. wait, wait, wait. I want to, like, set up the scene of like what he looks like because like so even bad. if I watch the show on mute I think it would still bring me just as much fulfillment because the visuals are just so striking so like we cut to him <laughs> wearing we cut to him wearing okay he's wearing an Abercrombie shirt with palm trees on it a backwards hat with a bandana underneath and he's Chuck deep Dirty. and he's deep throating a popsicle and that's how he first she's like amazing boyfriend and it turns oh, to this like crow magnon man like <laughs> With a backwards hat, like <laughs> oh, it's a bright red popsicle. It's yeah. like I had to do a double thing. I'm like, wait, what is he doing? Oh yeah, and and like, okay, I'm gonna be talking a lot about the outfits in this episode because if this was a scripted right. show and they had a costume designer, they should have gotten an Emmy because the hundred percent the outfits are incredible. So on the nose for that time. So on the nose of 2004. And yeah, bless the editors. Bless. Well, I was going to say the costume designer. This is just people wearing clothes. But then she goes, it's amazing that I can play music for him and he loves it. And you, we cut to him. His tongue is hanging out of his mouth and he's doing a little air guitar. And I'm just like, uh, incredible visual feast. <laughs> like, you really like the way that the editors were trolling this man. So like, hard. Unbeknownst to us as like 14, 15, 13 year old viewers, you know, like is so fucking funny. The same people that edited Jersey Shore, I'm sure, edited this show because they trolled him the entire episode. They trolled him so hard and it was beautifully done. Deep like, throating a popsicle. Like, that's the first <laughs> second that he appears on our screen. I'm like, literally. Like, <laughs> yeah, looking like a bargain bin Eminem. Like, so funny. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, preppy. <laughs> no, but literally, like, literally, like, it was the bandana underneath the backwards hat that was crazy to see yeah yeah it was just so stuck it's such a stark image oh yeah and then in the next scene like they're reading this little astrology book actually and they're looking at the page they're, they're saying that she's a libra and he says oh it says here so you, you want to get married and he's like uh-oh um i actually i looked up her chart because i was like what what are we working with here um i didn't realize she was born in waco texas yes and I am so sorry if I have any listeners who live there or are from there. I know that like there is a lot that has gone on in Waco that is probably lovely. Um, but we just recapped the documentary, the yep. Waco American Apocalypse on the Patreon. Yeah. Um, so I was not aware until recently of like what had gone down in the 90s. Holy shit. 
Um, She's born in Waco, Texas. She's got a sun in Libra, moon in Aquarius, and a Pisces rising, just like me. Um, And, you know, I don't like (laughs) this 2004 astrology book. I beg to differ. I don't, I think Libras can be a little more flitting with their love, you know, just loving here and there and everywhere. But she has a Venus in Scorpio. So she does actually want to lock it down. Uh, (laughs) But that's neither here nor there. Um, We, move on to the next scene where Ashley's mom is helping her clean. Okay, really quickly. So this I was think I know what ago. you're gonna say. Yes. From your little devilish smile. Do I yeah. wait? Wait, okay, go. Uh, yeah, I, I, you uh, already know. You uh, already know what I'm gonna say. Okay, so I wouldn't have caught on to this had Danny Pellegrino years ago not posted this on his Instagram. But I I was shocked to see it because it was episode one. She's cleaning and there's like this white powder on the bar of her of Ashley's apartment. And Jessica Simpson, Ashley's mom, she grabs, she like kind of like puts her index finger down, wipes this white dust from the counter. She scrapes it in a way that she's done this before. Yes. And she's not in the way that you would wipe like stuff off the counter. It's like collecting it with a little like, I don't think she had a credit card, but it was like she scraped it up. Exactly. Exactly. It was very like careful. Wasn't just like put it to the ground. We'll just vacuum it up later. No, very careful. Then she puts it up to her nose. And I, do you think that was Coke? One thousand percent. You think? There, yes. There's so much like, okay. So getting older, I've just like realized like basically one of my favorite memes of all time is like when you become an say. adult, you realize the whole world's doing Coke and cheese is really expensive. Yes. And it's like, yeah. yeah. And like, look, I've dabbled in the dark arts. I'm more of a psychedelics kind of gal, like I've never done coke, but I've been around it for honestly way more than I would like, um, which I think is probably why I never tried. Because I'm like, you guys are not selling this on me. <laughs> like, no one is. Everyone's looking rough right now. But she's living. Ashley Simpson's mom. Okay, all this is alleged. All this is alleged. Right, and right, right. We don't know. Making we don't up. Know. Um, but she's living that 1950s housewife stereotype of like they're on like uppers and just like cleaning all day. <laughs> Okay, I was like, because then some people were saying in the comments that maybe it was like incense or something, and she was trying to smell the incense. But oh like, my God. then why would get you... out of here? No, but no, like, no, no. It, it's such a weird. It's like why? So I'm just trying to think. Like when I'm cleaning, I'm not like smelling shit. That's all my. I'm just wiping it out. Okay, well, like it's no secret that I'm a little stoner gal. It's not like a cool thing. To, I'm not like yeah, yeah, or funny, but like. But it's just like, whatever. And there's certain like muscle memory, you know, if you give me a little grinder, I'll just like, um, and I will repost this on my Instagram. There is a way that she handles this little powder that I have, I have seen, I've witnessed this. This is not freaking incense. Okay. I've also been a little granola gal in my day and I've burned a lot of incense and like had the dust everywhere. She's not smelling incense dust, guys. Like, grow up, okay? Did she, I'm just trying to replay the, the image back of my head. Did she put it in her gums or did she snort it? Um, I couldn't you talk can't really see. I think she did a quick like. Yeah, it's funny because I was just. <laughs> I don't usually like the term guilty pleasures, but Shark Tank kind of is a guilty pleasure of mine. Like I just, I love it. And I was just watching this episode where this guy was selling this like aromatherapy pen or something, hmm. and you had to like do a little smell. And so all the sharks like hold it up to her nose, and Mark Cuban goes like, <laughs> like he does this like quick snort, and I'm just like, ah! <laughs> like it's so funny, and like. 
I went right to the comments. We were like, well, Mark Cuban has clearly done cocaine. I'm like, yeah, you think? Uh, That's, but then it kind of gets me into like, because, you know, both of us knowing Jessica Simpson's history through reading her book and everything, they came from a very conservative household. And, you know, it's just, it shocks me that like, if that was going on, you know, like that just seems very out of character from like the family that, Jessica was describing in her book. Like, do you feel like there's like a stark contrast, or do you think that it doesn't? It kind of surprised me. I mean, I guess, like at this point, there's no one I wouldn't believe is like has a little habit. You know, like it's always actually my herbal medicine teacher used to say this. Like, she would say it in confidence. She would never name names, but she's like, "You guys would be shocked at the people in society that are like." you know, have a drug habit of various different types of drugs of like every type of severity who are like professionals and like in all different walks mm-hmm. of life. So like, that's another thing I've learned as I've gotten yeah. older, like there's no stereotype. Mm-hmm. There is a stereotype, but like this type of behavior like goes beyond that. And I mean, those parents were busy. They were like stage parents of two of the biggest stars of the year of the time. Yeah. So like seeing the mom just like, whoo. And it's kind of shocking. Like, do you think, I mean, MTV edits, like the way it's cut and everything. Like I have a friend who like edits um, like a show on Hulu and she says like everything has gone through five million times and the five million and one times. But the five million and one times with the eyes of 2004 and like as, you know, anyone who listened to the Teen Mom episode that we did, like that is way more shocking. Like the episode we covered, there was like trigger warning. There was real domestic violence that we were witnessing from amber towards her partner like and the fact that that was like they were fully filming it and putting it on it was like oh yeah that totally would be approved and with this i also don't think like we didn't have the internet the way we did we didn't have blogs analyzing every second of the show like we are now and so people weren't looking for that type of thing and at the same time you know you have a show like Band Pump Rules where like Jax on his wedding day, like he does a little bump on camera, allegedly. Like there is a little clip, like shut up. I usually that. I you just see back. in his face, but there's like a moment where he's kind of obscured. But like again, it's like, oh, did he have incense in his hotel room before his marriage? Or like you know what it's funny. So on season one of Banner Pump Rules, I'm surprised no one I haven't seen this on the internet. But remember when the cardigan, when he rips off his cardigan, that episode when he's there in Vegas, him and Peter are in the hotel room, they zoom the camera out. There's so much blow on the TV console. Yeah. It's everywhere. Like, yeah. And, and I'm like, whoa, <laughs> like that's totally obvious. Yeah, exactly. And like, you know, we know that like alcohol makes reality TV go around, but like, so does uh, snow. It's always ski season hundred <laughs> percent for these folks. Um, okay. So I'm so glad that we were both thinking the same thing about this, this scene. And um, I also want to like mention an important detail, which is while this is happening, Ashley is wearing flood pants and little slippers, like those little fashion slippers. I don't even know flood what they're called, but like, you know, what's funny. I wrote in my notes that her style, though, the big kind of cargo, whatever flood pants, they're coming back. Like everything that she was wearing. I'm like, I see that on like TikTok and Instagram these days, like these kind of flowy pants. And I see them like on Revolve and stuff when I'm shopping. I'm like, all the fashion of the early 2000s are coming right back. Oh, yeah. Like Y2K has been like a thing for a while, but it's not. It's yeah. like 2010, 2007 to 2010 kind of style is coming back. And like, yeah, I I sound so like, 
like a boring, like broken record, but like there's these moments where like, you know, I saw this Gen Z girl being like, oh my God, if you layer a neon tank top, like under your t-shirt, it actually creates this like really cool pop of color. And I was like, I want to throw up right now. Like I can't, I can't handle this. No, I can't, no, I can't do it. I know it's on a cycle, but it's fashion, but whatever. Anyway, like the flood pants, I was all over that. I was like, this is peak fashion. I think it was funny because like she, because this is the scene, right? Where she's running around the complex and kind of knocking on all of her neighbor's doors, right? And she's going into Ryan Cabrera's apartment yes. and she, with her flood pants and her two friends. And then she goes down to this guy who lives below her, who has long hair or whatever. So it's just like, it kind of reminded me of like, I actually was thinking this, if she's 20, right? That's the year you should be in college uh, mm-hmm. in, in the States. So you're in college from 18 to 22. Yeah. And I'm like, she never went to college, right? So she's kind of like living her dorm life, like in this apartment complex. And she's like, we yeah. used to do that in college. Like we'd go to like the boys, the dorm room, you know, three doors down or whatever. Like that was a thing. I feel like she was just kind of like, she was goofy and she was flirty and she was talking to all these guys and knocking on their doors when they least expected it with cameras behind her. And like Ryan Cabrera was like sleeping and she just like walked into his bedroom and like, yeah, it yeah. was just chaotic. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, when she said, like, I'm going over to my friend Ryan Cabrera's. Okay, I actually, you know, I don't know if you know this, but there was actually a Los Angeles bylaw that if you had a reality show from like 2002 to 2006, you legally had to have Ryan Cabrera make an appearance. (laughs) (laughs) No, literally, what else was he on? I don't like he I think he appeared in like pretty wild. Like he was just around like talk about like the embodiment of 2004, like his like spiky hair frosted tips like the double shirts like his specific type of mediocrity was like the epitome of 2004 and like the long sleeve under the shirt was yeah. like a huge was a huge thing and oh yeah and of course the hills when he was dating on Dorena. yeah 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 he was just around and everyone's like he's so hot <laughs> it's like Honestly, I saw, okay, speaking of, I saw him in concert. This is really sad. But in 2017, him, O-Town, 98 Degrees, did a, like, a throwback (gasps) tour. Oh, my God. So it was literally, I remember they came to San Francisco and me and my two friends went. I would love to hear Liquid Dreams live by O-Town. It was, and Ashley Parker Angel was absent. It was a stark absence. (gasps) Yeah. Yeah, I don't know why he wasn't there, but... um, That would be the reason I'd be there. No, that's why 90% of the people know who O-Town is, but... uh, It's like a Justin Timberlake to a NSYNC reunion. They're like, fuck off. Exactly. But like Ryan Cabrera looks rough. Oh, yeah. I don't doubt that. Like He was on The Hills recently, too. The Hills New Beginnings, and he looks horrible. Well, I... Okay, yeah. (laughs) I'm not surprised he has not kept up with himself. And at the same time... I have very deep empathy for anyone who was on TV um, initially, then appeared 15 years later in 4K. Like, what a, like, rough thing to have, like, witness for yourself. Like, for us, we're just like, oh, God. But, like, maybe he didn't look that great to begin with. Like, maybe it was, like, a blurred out 2004 filter. And we were just like, oh, is that cool? Like, and now we're, like, HD. We're like, oh, God. Like... No, that I, honestly, it's probably exactly what you mentioned. I'm being so harsh on my criticisms of these people's appearances. Like, I'm not no. a fucking 10 by any means. But you know what I mean? Like, it just, 
it's shocking to just because it's like it's almost like these people's careers are frozen in time. I know Ryan Cabrera from a very specific time. And then you do this lapse and you know nothing about them for the past 20 years. And then you see them again. You're like, whoa, like to me, you were just going to look like this forever. I think that's why it's triggering. Well, and again, I mean, we're going to get into that with Ashley, who had not that different of a trajectory in her. Where are they now? But anyway, um. In the next scene, like, there are, like, short scenes. This is a 22-minute episode. Like, it goes by very quickly. Um, So she's driving with her mom. And again, like, I need to... I hate what I call them costumes. <laughs> I want to, like, mention... So she's wearing a big crochet beanie and big statement earrings and a pink graphic tee. <laughs> oh, and she also has thick black eyeliner and a ring that looks like a ring pop. Oh, my God. The crochet beanie, though, was like such a moment back in the day. Like, I remember during the MySpace era, we would have like the kind of scene. I don't know if that was a thing in Canada, like emo slash scene. And you'll oh, be, yeah, like, yeah. You'd be like, you'd be like, obviously, the audience can't see me, but they'd be like bending and like they'd have like the crochet. Like, you know what I'm talking about? Oh, like, of course. like those well, kinds like, of poses. Oh, yeah. I mean, I completely repressed the memory that this existed until like I saw this scene. But, like these visuals from the early 2000s reality shows, like these are my Renaissance paintings. You know, like, <laughs> no, 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 no. Like, actually, actually, I like for something about this specific period in my life, I think it was because it was so traumatizing because it was middle school and like middle school is pretty traumatizing for most people. But it just like it sparks such a nostalgic point in my life that I just like, I I love it. I love watching it. It just really brings me back. Oh, yeah, totally. No, this was when I was going to like Link-22 concerts and some 41 concerts. Like that was right. Yeah. Anything harder than that, I was just pretending to like. uh, I've been very open and I was just living as a poser for most (laughs) most of my years. Yeah. I didn't actually like the like I like Blink-22, but like who who didn't, you know, but (laughs) I was not a rocker girl like R-A-W-K-E-R, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, But okay, Ashley's driving in her crochet beanie. I think this is a producer thing, but someone yells Britney at her. Uh, which could have happened, could have not, I don't know, felt kind of planted. But she goes like, oh, like, no, it's not Britney, motherfucker. <laughs> Every time like, I go places, they think I'm Britney. It's, no, I'm not. Oh my God, your character work? You're, it's good. Imp- it's, a, it's good. Oh yeah. no, something about, the one thing about me is like, I make voices for everyone. Like once I meet you guys, you guys will have a voice by the end of the trip. Oh my God, please. Yeah. I, I do the same thing. <laughs> yeah. No, but she's I, the thing I actually wrote in my notes. I'm like, I love Ashley's voice. Like, I know it can be annoying when she does the baby thing, but her voice naturally, like the raspy kind of lower voice is yeah. what I aspire my voice to be, you know? Yeah. Oh my God. No, it's incredible. Yeah. And then, yeah, I, I realized when she's like, oh, it's not Britney, motherfucker. Like, I really like 2004. It was that emo time. It was like Avril Lavigne, skater punk. Like, it was like, peak not like the other girls time yes yeah because before that back in the late 90s it was cookie cutter britney and christina blonde hair thin and jessica kind of met that mold many more kind of met that mold yeah in the early 2000s was kind of just like no we're gonna move away from this cookie cutter image and we're gonna be more punk rock and like yeah converse well and they're positioning her branding wise is the opposite of jessica so it's like Mm -hmm. (laughs) i'm not britney uh but then she says that she is a bad driver and gets flipped off a lot. And I deeply relate to this. Like, me too. I'm like not the best driver. And I moving from the West Coast where it was like small mountain highway town driving. 
into Montreal where people are like so aggressive. I've been honked at and flipped off like so much in the last like two or three years since I've been here. <laughs> yeah, I, it, yeah, LA drivers are fucking crazy too. So like she probably, I hate driving in LA. It scares the shit out of me. Yeah, it's a it's a wild ride. Uh, but yeah, I deeply related to her. And when she was like whining and like going around her apartment, being like, I don't know how to clean properly. Like I was just like, yeah, like I'm sure. I was taught at some point, but the information would go in one ear and out the other. And I'd be like, oh, like, <laughs> do you think she was because when I was watching the cleaning scene of her and her mom cleaning the apartment, like her mom was showing her like, here's how to mop. Here's how to do this. Because like, it kind of reminded me of Paris Hilton, like Paris Hilton has since said in her. I didn't read her memoir, but I listened to Celebrity Memoir Book Club's uh, rendition of it, which was amazing. And Paris Hilton talks in her memoir how like obviously on The Simple Life, she had this caricature of herself. Yeah. Where she pretended not to know how to clean or clean toilets or whatever. But like in reality, she had done that many times over because she was in that uh, school, that institution. I'm curious to know your thoughts if you think Ashley was playing this like kind of stick up of like, I'm so helpless. I'm a 20 year old living on my own for the first time. Do you think she was like smarter than she appeared and she was playing into that? Or do you think she was actually that stupid? Um, You know, I thought about this and I could very well believe that this could be true because... I think so too. Because of Jessica Simpson's career. So her parents were focused on that. You know, we learned from Ashley's hit song, Shadows. You know, <laughs> she was... Shadows! Oh my God. Like, stream. Okay, we're doing a karaoke night in New York and I, I need you to do an Ashley Simpson song. Like, please, 100%. please. I will like, please make, make this dream happen. My Let's dream as of like a few yeah. minutes ago. Um, Let's get going. Yeah. I can't stop. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, her parents were either away or she's maybe, you know, she was on tour. She was a backup dancer for Jess and living in hotels. So it's also like just not out of the realm of possibility for a well-to-do 20-year-old who's just moved out to be like, I don't fully know how to do like, you know, laundry and things. Yeah. The another thing I thought of too, I was like, damn, at 20, I was living with roommates in like this kind of like dingy apartment in San Diego. And I was like, how nice. She's 20. She's living in this nice, like, you know, nice for that age. It's not that nice. Like, and that's it's, not, Yeah, it's not that nice, but like alone, like living alone. I'm like, wow. I mean, I think, yeah, I guess I think when you're 20, though, I think maybe just because I lived with roommates and most people do, you know, out of necessity. But I think you're happier and better off with roommates at that age. Oh, 100%. Because no character. one really knows what they're doing. So you all kind of, at least with me and my roommates at that time, like we all would kind of cobble together like a home, but we didn't have the skills on our own. Um, but, you know, as we see, she really doesn't have those skills. Uh, but we leave her apartment and we go to the studio. And just again, like this is where I'm talking about like the Renaissance painting of it all. Like, so the producer slash drummer of Sugar Ray we see him with like an acoustic guitar in hand. He's got a checkered shirt and a Von Dutch trucker hat. And in Ashley's eyes, he is a genius. So, oh yeah, and Ashley has the t-shirt long crocheted scarf combo that like kind of almost goes to her knees, which like I was huge on that. I was. Oh yeah. Like, it's like multicolored scarf too. Yeah. I had a little waist scarf that I would tie around my waist or I would do a skinny scarf around my neck or sometimes yeah. both. It was multifaceted, those types of scarves. You could do so much with it. I, I also love the like, I remember when the infinity scarves came back in with like Lauren Conrad times, you know, like the infinity scarf with like the high yeah. boots. Yes. Oh, um, yeah. Brilliant. And Josh is there. 
he has a newsboy cap, like kind of a puffy newsboy cap. And he, he's yeah. there to listen. He's clapping again. Editor's clowning on him. He's clapping his hands together, like, and just looking. Like, he's looking like he does not have like cells firing, like neurons firing. He's just, but he's yeah. there. The one thing I, I took notes of of like, uh, it was like the first time when she, I think it was when she was late coming into the studio and she was meeting her manager, like the, the like president of Geffen Records. And he said a comment to her that I was kind of like, she was like, I lost track of time. I thought it was at two and it was at one. Uh, so I really apologize. And Joe's like, we got to work on our timing or like whatever. And it's like Southern flair. And the guy from Geffen's like, well, when you look like you do and you sound like you do, you know, you can get away with anything. And I was just like, God, that's fucking creepy. Yeah. Oh, my God. And like, yeah, just to like skip ahead a little bit, like two scenes from now, like she's with this like record executive and he's reading her lyrics to her. But he's like, I can still feel you inside of me. Can you explain that? I'm like, OK, like, no, this- no that grossed me the fuck out. But like it was just at the same time, you know, we had like creepy executives writing songs for like 16 year old Christina Aguilera being like, rub me the right way. I'm a genie. Like, you know, just I'm a genie. yeah, totally. It was just creepy old men creating their teenage girl fantasy and then selling it as a product to us one million percent and when yeah it was when that that scene you're talking about they were on that hill she was meeting her co-song writers the guy from sugar ray and the other guy on this hill this random hill in la sorry i know we're jumping around but like they were saying stuff like they were repeating lyrics back to her and it was very sexual and it just felt very uncomfortable i'm like those guys, the writers, not the executive at Geffen, but like the guys that were to put the guitars playing on that hill, they were like probably like 25 to 30. I don't know. But still, yeah. like, this girl's 20 years old and you're talking about being inside of her. It was just it really I wrote that I down. Was like, this grosses me out. And they're in like a beach and it's dark and it's like, I can still feel you inside. I'm like, can you explain that? I'm like, OK, it's not a Robert Frost poem. Like you can figure it out. OK. And you're just like, can you repeat that back? <laughs> uh, yeah, it just felt icky to me. And I, it just kind of like it makes me wonder, like all these crazy stories we hear about like the record business and just how, you know, now that we're out of the early 2000s and we understand how sexualized these young women were becoming. And that's how, you know, that's how you sell records and this is how you appeal to the masses, et cetera. It's like, damn, this is crazy. This is like seeing everything we were told being played out on reality television. And it's like what you were saying, like things that used to be shown that were okay, like, you know, on Teen Mom, when um, that girl was uh, like abusing her partner. And then like when I think of Jersey Shore and Ron's being physically and emotionally abusive, like we didn't even think twice about it. So it's just, yeah. it's really interesting. You're doing like these time capsules of these kind of oldie zeitgeisty type shows. Because yeah. the way in which we can discuss about it is far different than we would have discussed it back in 2004. Yeah, we were just like, cool. They're going over the lyrics with this cool producer. Uh, but like okay I want to go back a moment because the scene before this um, they're bowling and what I was wondering is like was this an activity of that time or is this just a thing that people do when they're younger I was very confused by this because well you could tell she was like so fucked up like she was so drunk did you notice that like did you feel like she was really fucked up Oh, I guess I didn't pick up on it because she's just <laughs> like, I just thought I she, was being, she like, was I thought she was being flirty and giggly, like putting on the like dumb blonde act for the boys. Yeah. Like, but maybe she was drunk, too. I mean, I think yeah. she I think she was kind of drunk and she because she was like kind of like embracing Josh and like it was kind of like this like sexual kisses. And then like 
the record executive guy wants to talk to her. And so she's like, hold on, I need to talk to my, um, to the songwriter. And she goes over and talks to him. And like Josh, like just like totally fucking rudely in a rough, just like comes in and she's like, dude. And then like, he like tries to kiss her when she's having like this like conversation with like a coworker. I'm like, can you just like, he's just too much for me. Yeah. Well, yeah. He's a Josh. He's a Josh archetype. Yeah. He's freestyle rapping. Like he's, he's exactly actually what you would expect. Exactly. <laughs> From a Josh of the time. Yeah. Um, and then Ashley says, are you going to re-record that song that you wrote about me? And he says the song is actually about his other girlfriend and then says, nice try, buddy. The way that my body tensed up because you could tell she was her feelings were really hurt. Yeah. This is Josh culture. Yeah, it's literally. We're like a decade away, more than a decade away from gaslighting, even being a word that people were aware of. So it's just like. Josh walked so Chad could run. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that, absolutely. that really, that broke my heart when he was like, this isn't about you. It's about my ex-girlfriend. And you would tell she was just kind of like, what? Because they were eating like macaroni and cheese and like the macaroni fell on her shirt. So it was kind of like a, so she kind of was like looking and paying attention to that rather than the comment. And then. Then he yeah. was like, you could tell he was like, okay, so I'm going to leave. And she was like, wait, no, don't leave. I love you. Kiss me. Oh, yeah. It's sad. But, you know, as we later found out, it created some beautiful art on her part. Unreachable. <laughs> I didn't know it was about Josh. No, I mean, either. I didn't know Josh was such a muse of the time. <laughs> I know. like for, for how much of a banger that album is, it like makes me sad. It was about that like popsicle licking Eminem hey. bargain bin. Whatever it takes, you know, to get into that artistic mindset. <laughs> totally. But yeah, jumping ahead. So after they're on the beach with the creepy executives, then she's driving alone. And I want to hear your like Ashley Simpson voice for this. Like, do you know? <laughs> yes. She's like, sometimes when I am in my car alone, I'll turn on the radio and I'll ask it a question. Like, is Josh having fun tonight? And then she'll like change it. And yeah. it's like, what is where's Josh thinking your, right now? Yeah, like, where's your head at? And she's like, <laughs> <laughs> okay, does Josh love me? And then she'll, like, change the thing or whatever. Like, what other song? It was just so stupid. Like, I'm like, classic, like, white girls looking for signs. Like, I would have done exactly this over someone as idiotic as Josh. We like, what's he thinking? It's like, where's your head? And she's like, oh, my God. Like, it's a sign. <laughs> it's like, okay. yeah, I don't know. Like, because you know what's interesting that they what they decided to do with editing is because, like, I'm sure they had so much footage of between her and Josh, but like, obviously, like, spoiler alert, they end up breaking up at the very end of the episode. But I was like, damn, that was a quick way to show the relationship. Like, I would have maybe expected because the season was going to play out, you know, for many an episode. Why didn't they carry it out? You know, it just seems so like, or maybe they just wanted to accelerate the Ryan Cabrera they relationship. Wanted- they wanted a capsule episode, you know, for start off with a bang. You know, yeah. we see love gained and lost all in 22 minutes. It's incredible. Uh, <laughs> exactly. Also, I think just literally to clown Josh, like just <laughs> every scene is <laughs> like is so rough. It's like well-deserved. I mean, he seems like, you know, it's, shithead, but it's so funny. It's so it's, funny. The editors are so smart and yeah, so good. Yeah. And then she says, does Josh miss me? And don't speak by no doubt plays. And I, I'm wondering, like, I think they're just, those were the songs they licensed and like were playing. I don't know if that yeah. was actually on the radio. It could have been, but it was just like, oh my God. And that is foreshadowing because then like I actually had a bit of whiplash because as much as I was like, okay, I don't think Josh, you know, we know it's not your forever person, but I was like, okay, you're into it. And then all of a sudden it's like, 
they're having problems and she has to have a friend over and like mm-hmm. Josh is wanting a breakup and it's like, whoa. Um, and then she says she's going to get her stuff from his place and her friend, that's a real friend. Her friend, you know, says this means a breakup. Um, yeah, I wrote in my notes too, like when she's kind of like, I miss him. And like, she's like, he's coming here to pick up his stuff or whatever. And she's like kind of in her room. And it, it's so, again, back to like the the decor of the room. Everything yeah. was like brown. It was like, it, it was like brown. those weird, bla- everything was brown. It was like kind of dark lampshades, like the, yes. the deep maroon type lampshade. It was and like such purple, a- purple maroon and brown. Yes. 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 I was like, whoa, that's such an early 2000s room. And it was like this weird, it was like this, like the bed frame was like also black. It was just, I like that kind of took me by surprise. But I agree that the breakup was just like you said, great term whiplash because it was like we see them in love and then like the last three minutes until the episode ends, like they're having problems and then the last minute they they broke up. It was so yes. fast. Yes, it was. No, I know. And then yeah, as the true artist that she is, she goes right to the studio. <laughs> she yeah. needs to write a song about it about her feelings. <laughs> Naturally. <laughs> Once again, like just I need like I need to paint a picture of this because it's beautiful. She's she has a Volcom trucker hat that's like front yeah. facing but off to the side, like kind of mm-hmm. pushed up on her head. Yeah. I forgot about that too. Yeah. And she's singing because she's like he was the inspiration. She's in it's like her and her band behind her. It was kind of like this weird, like kind of meta moment because it's like we were kind of taken out of the reality show and into like just her being her in the recording studio. And it's just, yeah, like she had the tilted hat, the flood pants the hoodie, her band was in the back and she was singing to Unreachable and like all in the while, it's a montage of her and Josh's relationship as she sings Unreachable. Yeah, yeah. Quite we beautiful. See, we see like, they replay a lot of the footage where he's like slack-jawed and just like, <laughs> and it's so good. It's such good marketing for her music, you know, because <laughs> slack-jawed. <laughs> that's, that is his like that every time we see him he's <laughs> no no it's such a good that's such a good visual for anyone that like hasn't watched an episode because it's like, exactly it. and like i think they like replay like the deep throating the red popsicle like for like oh, yeah. the last and final time i'm like that was not a pivotal moment in your relationship but the editors are no they know exactly what footage to roll <laughs> it's so no like and then i saw it again i'm like wait what the fuck is that and then i was like oh it's a popsicle but no <laughs> <laughs> I can't with the slack jaw. Like his, his tongue is hanging to the side. Like he's like drooling. Yeah. He's so stupid. No, this I know. guy has no brains. No, there's no thoughts. No thoughts no. except for you know. We know now that he's a charitable man thanks to you. You know, doing these high school basketball <laughs> things. So you know, <laughs> he's a man of service. <laughs> to give Josh some credit. <laughs> You know, he's a charitable man. He is, yeah. He's, a, <laughs> he's t- giving time to his community, oh you know. <laughs> he's flooding the nation with, with these basketball tournaments. Yeah, yeah. Oh my God, I'm fucking dying. <laughs> charitable man. <laughs> I gotta like, you know, I gotta say one nice thing to Josh. <laughs> no, like it, it really is like, God bless these editors because they truly were doing God's work. Yeah. It really like it. I kind of want to rewatch the entire season. Me too. I know. And it goes by so quickly. It's it like does. Like, I, I, could, I could see myself just getting into a rabbit hole. Because, like, after the episode's done, I was like, okay, now playing season one, episode two. I'm like, do I sit here? Oh, yeah. Like, am totally. I going to w- watch the rest um, of the show? Yeah. Um, okay. And so where <laughs> they've been since? Where are they now? Um, okay. So I want to, like, go through just the few years following this. Because 
we're really unfortunately witnessing her currently at her peak. And we don't know that yet because everything was stacked in her favor. Like the music was good. Standalone good. The show is great. Um, and honestly, it's going to get really quickly. It's going to really, really depress me to talk about this because I have a lot of thoughts on like the whole cancellation. And just like, like you said, she was truly like her trajectory was at 90 degrees. She skyrocketed. And Jessica Simpson even at one point said that she sold more albums than I think Jessica had in the entirety of her career. And Jessica had been doing it for years. As much as I love Jessica Simpson, like Ashley Simpson's music was better. Th- there's not even a competition. Yeah. Agreed. I, you know what? I actually want to go over it quickly too, because it makes me so depressed to talk about. But like basically, Shortly after, in October 2004. So this is airing June 2004. This is October 2004. Yes. That's how fast this happened? Yes. It was like right after the show. Like, it was like a record scratch moment where she, I think we all know, like, she performed on SNL. um, And there was a lip sync incident where, you know, another track played. She was supposed to play two songs, but only performed one because she played one. And then the backing vocals, like, started playing again for what was supposed to be the second song and you know we all know she did a little jig and then she later on said that she was advised not to sing due to acid reflux disease who fucking cares who literally even cares like everyone lip syncs yeah like it's more of a novel thing to sing live honestly oh absolutely and like i forgot which podcast i heard this on but they're like justin bieber quite literally like his tracks will be playing. Like, you have performers like Justin Bieber who are, like, dancing, which, understandably, like, it's hard to dance and sing. Not that Ashley was, like, a Britney Spears dancer, but, like, no, it's very hard to dancing, do No, they're dancing. They're not holding the mic near themselves because they're, like, yeah. showing, like, uh, yeah, I am lip-syncing because I'm doing a dance or, like... Yeah. I'm performing. I'm performing. I can't do both. Even, like, to sit down and sing, it's, it's straining. Like, it, it's physical work. So, it's yeah. it's not a surprise. But continue and live TV. This, yeah. yeah, live yeah. TV. They want it to go well. So, mm-hmm. yeah, like... Um, yeah, so it's just, we know how we feel. Like, it's absolutely ridiculous that this was what literally canceled her. Like, she, she, I'm going to talk about some of her career highlights, you know, after that. But basically, zoomed out for all intents and purposes, she pretty much disappeared for over a decade after this. Like, her star never got to the same point. Um, so 2005, the next year, um, (laughs) she... Denied rumors that she was in a love triangle between her, Wilmer Valderrama, and Lindsay Lohan. I'm like, damn, where were the cameras for that Ugh. moment? Well, that's what um, I didn't steal your boyfriend is about. Yeah. It's wow. About yeah. Lindsay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I loved the song Lala at the time. It's so nasty. I, I was listening to it last funny. night. Yeah. Once again, creepy. Probably some 50-year-old man wrote this. <laughs> like, oh, it is so, it is like talking about like, liking rough sex like licking off cum like it's crazy. yeah drink the milk up like ugh. i i was just singing this in high school like i did not know what i was singing literally i was in the I shower knew that at it was 14. naughty but i didn't know why exactly yeah. uh but she performed it at a football game and she was booed public sentiment had turned against her and it was the wrong crowd and she was booed um, what I remember that. So what football game was it? Like it wasn't a Super Bowl, but like what? Do you... Oh, I don't fucking know. I don't. Yeah, but I, I remember that. Like I remember being like, "Damn, again!" Like if it's not the Super Bowl, like <laughs> I don't know or care. Like <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. And she got booed. It was really sad. And she went on tour that year. She released her second album, but it just it didn't make you know the same impact that her first album did. And then I didn't realize that she actually performed a second time at SNL, and it was kind of like 
her redemption arc a little bit. It was supposed to be, you know, but it didn't really work. And then in mid-December of that year, um, she collapsed after performing in Japan um, and was hospitalized um, and had to cancel some performances because this was the time when we were still being lied to that stars were collapsing due to exhaustion. And it was like, that was the thing, you know, and again, never, I never questioned it. I was like, oh yeah, she must be exhausted from touring. And it's like, in my 34 years of life, like I've never known or heard of anyone collapsing from exhaustion. You can faint from many different things, but like the hospitalized for exhaustion, like, yeah, bitch, we're all tired. Like that's not being tired on its own is not enough to hospitalize you, you know, but there was no, like, there wouldn't have been any, like, is there uh, a problem? Yeah. Disordered eating or mental health drug, whatever it may be, like, people not would have been open and vulnerable about it. Yeah. Like, and, well, I remember too, like, remember like the infamous McDonald's video? This was a bit, a couple of years, I think, after her like cancellation and everything. Do you remember that? No. Oh, okay. What so, was it? Her team has since, like, scrubbed all of this footage from the internet. So I don't even think you can find it at this point. But she walked into a McDonald's and she was fucked up, like, drinking. And I think she, like, climbed on the counter and, like, started saying, like, do you know who I am? And it was, like, a Reese Witherspoon kind of moment. Uh, And, like, Jessica Simpson has made her struggles with alcoholism, like, very known. And with – has Jessica Simpson struggled with, like – pills or anything has she yeah. admitted to yeah. okay yeah uh, yeah I, I thought so so it was in conjunction with her alcohol got it. issues yeah yeah so i i think i mean like that stuff can be very genetic right so um i'm not saying they have you know she jessica's traits had to have been passed on to ashley but like there was a lot of discourse um at some point like when ashley was kind of not like not in her flop era i think it was years after the cancellation so she was kind of more under the radar but i think it's kind of known in the space that she struggled a bit with like alcoholism um, and again, don't, I don't know if it's actually been publicated, but I think in like the discourse, it's like she had some struggles with alcohol. So it doesn't, it wouldn't surprise me like that she's collapsing from exhaustion, you know, very shortly after this SNL debacle happened that she probably was going through a lot of stuff and just leaning on alcohol to help her cope. And she, you know, well, yes. Okay. Like, you know, I can completely entertain that possibility. Um, like I'll also just mentioned too, like, she's still in her early twenties at this point. So like, if you had been filming me, like you could pull up footage of me fucked up in a McDonald's, like at the totally. same age and like <laughs> just running amok, you know, at three totally. in the morning. So there, no, that's a good point. That's both a good of point. those things, you know, could be true. So um, I think I heard it on NT Lawyer. Like, I think NT Lawyer did an episode on The Simpsons. And I think this is where I'm hearing it. Like, he thinks she struggled. You know what? I just need to say that um, the patrons will know I did a deep dive on the history of blind items and we have like friends and colleagues like some of my favorite both content creators and friends are people that like cover blind items like i cover blind items sometimes i can i have so many bones to pick with anti lawyer and really i kept it behind a paywall because i just like i don't know like i'm not trying to like fan too many flames but i'm like tiptoeing up to talking about it more publicly uh because just out of like respect for like the people that i love like i'm interested in blind items but like this is a whole side note like i allegedly i kind of think he hates women and he but really bugs me so that's my hot take and it, like look it for now you know it's 
about a month ago. It's an episode I put out. It's behind a paywall. I might talk more about this publicly and why, yeah, but that's just my little, just a little ramble. Um, no, I like, think that's very fair. Just uh, the way that he talked. Yeah, I don't, I think he's also said a lot of things that have been very accurate and I think he's multifaceted, but overall he really fucking rubs me the wrong way. Um, yeah, I, I think it's a good point. Like, especially now with blind items blowing up and everything and people with Demond and all that, like I always like someone will say stuff like, Oh, this person, like their blinds are like this. I don't read blinds. I don't even know how to fucking go. It's too, like, the site itself is very difficult to navigate. Like I've always been a pop culture enthusiast, but I've, I've never been into blind items. Um, yeah. So if I want to hear it, like I'll listen to Shannon uh, and I'll be like, okay, like, cool. That's her persona on blinds. But I agree. Like I don't like to carry a lot of, um, I used to subscribe to his podcast and it was interesting from like a different lens. I since canceled my subscription almost two years ago, but he had a few interesting episodes, but I, I think it's really important that like nothing is based. Things have come true, but I never put too much weight into blind items because I just don't, people could say whatever the fuck they want. And like, there's been plenty of times, at least on Demois, where someone will send something and it's just been like, it's just so fucking wrong. But it's like when people take something and they'll run with it forever, it's very, it's a slippery slope. So I totally, I see what you're saying. And like, this is why I don't really engage with well, in the site too much myself, like on my own time, because I just, it's hard for me to take these things as facts. But some people do, you know? Well, I mean, yeah, for me, it's not even like whether he gets things right or wrong. Cause he says like, you know, everything could be right or wrong. Same with Demois. But mm -hmm. for me, it's more just like, it's like blind items that's like, um, oh, someone, bringing up their essay for attention like things like that that have appeared over the years where I'm like I don't care if someone submitted this the fact that you're publishing this like is showing your bias and I don't like it um but anyway back to Ashley <laughs> back to our early 2000s queen um in 2006 this is another really unfortunate hit to her image she had a nose job and people were very upset and I'm like fuck man what did they say? Everyone, I don't remember. I don't remember. Oh, I, I very much remember because everyone made fun of her for her nose at the time. And then she got a nose job. And then people were like, you look completely different. This was your charm. Now you're just trying to be like a Hollywood bimbo, like going in. And it's like, yeah, you guys like drove her to this point. Now she did it. Now you're like, criticizing like I, it was like almost like a second cancellation type of thing um and you know I know a few people in my life who've had their noses done and like yeah. um yeah like I've no whatever you guys know I have no problem with it but I like looking into the logistics of plastic surgery I find it really interesting and noses are one thing where you have to be from my research uh from my rabbit holes you have to be super careful um because basically if you want to aim to completely change the look of your face, okay. But if you don't and you just want to do a little tweak, mm. then you need the best of the best. Like, I don't know if you know Blake Lively. Like, she has the best example of that that I can think of. Yeah. Because I, I also, yeah. like, I have people in my life who, like, they wanted to fully change the shape of their face. And I'm like, yes, go yeah. on. But Blake Lively, it's so subtle. It's but very, it, like, yes. It's like you'd blink and you wouldn't notice, but at the same time, like it completely like changed everything. It's like, man, you see how it's a real artistry. Uh, yeah, I'm looking at photos of Blake's. It, it, you're right, because she's still, she's maintained like the true core of what it is. But what I will say about Ashley Simpson's nose job, it's the best nose job, I think, in Hollywood. 
I think she looks amazing. Like I would go so far as to say, I think Ashley's the prettier Simpson. I don't want to pit woman against one another, but I've always thought Ashley Simpson was gorgeous. And I think her nose job made her look even better. Like I think I always joke with my friends. I'm like, I wish I had a big nose so I could get a transformative nose job. Cause like the people I know that have gotten nose jobs, literally they were like, they used to be maybe like a five and now they're like a nine because it will change your fucking face. And if it's done right, you will look incredible. Like it's fucking crazy. So I totally root for her nose job. I'm into it. I love it. I think she looks amazing. I think she's beautiful. Yes. Yeah. It just, yeah. I mean, if she did this now, I would be like, whatever, but it was just a time when everyone could, you know, pile on her for that. And she made her third and final album this year, uh, Bittersweet World. It was produced by the Neptunes and Timbaland, um, and it failed to chart. And I'm like, wow, if like the Neptunes and Timbaland can't save you, like you're kind of past, you got to wrap it up. Like that is the final frontier. Like if they can't create a banger for you, then you're kind of done. And she was, you know, she really like, it just, she kind of fizzled out, you know, and she, she played Roxy Hart in a Broadway production of Chicago three times. You know, she got married. She had a child with Pete Wentz. Um, they divorced. She later married Evan Ross, Diana Ross's son. And I had this thought that both her and Evan Ross really like grew up both in a Hollywood home and also in the shadows of like a more famous Hollywood singer <laughs> in the shadows. But like Evan Ross is like his mom is Diana Ross. So it's always going to be like, oh, my God, you're Diana Ross's son. Right. Like nothing he could do in his career could surpass Diana Ross. Uh, and same with Ashley. Like she could and never did surpass her sister. Yeah. And so I was thinking like what a bonding experience it would be to have that like really unique upbringing. Very, very specific and very unique. That's such a good point. I didn't even think of it. I've never thought of it in that lens. And that's probably why they've been able to sustain such a seemingly like happy marriage. Of course, we don't know what goes on behind the scenes. But um, I've always found it quite interesting because I think with Ashley, like we were talking about her album sales, like objectively were consistently better than Jessica's ever was. And of course, Ashley had her unfortunate cancellation and which kind of led her to fall below Jessica's stardom. And now, of course, Jessica's having the second wave and she's always been relevant because she's like a thriving entrepreneur. She's a businesswoman. She has, you know, this shoe line, like whatever her collection. But it makes me wonder, like, if Ashley Simpson hadn't ever had that downfall in the early 2000s, like, would Ashley have even been more of a household name than Jessica or potentially you know, it just makes me yeah it makes me sad her career was like a meteor you know like it burned bright and it burned out fast whereas like Jessica Simpson is like has been a slow burn like when she first was on the scene she was lumped in with Christina Brittany like mm-hmm. Mandy Moore like she was you know in the top five pop girlies and then she had so many different evolutions but Ashley really just had this like big splash and then was and then it was done yeah, it was like a flash in the pan. It really was. And I think now that I'm saying this out loud, I actually think Jessica would have remained more famous regardless because I think she has, I would even argue Jessica's more famous than she ever has been. Well, Jessica has, I would also say, as much as I found Ashley more compelling and relatable to me, Jessica Simpson has more star power. Like there's something sparkly about her that like she just, she can just compel people. Yeah, yeah, it's a good point. I think- and Jessica Simpson, I think, is smart. Like, she's a smart businesswoman. And I think she was kind of like the OG influencer, oh if you God. think about it. I thought I'd be able to go one freaking episode without bringing up her memoir. <laughs> no, no, literally. Book. It always goes back. It always goes back to that fucking memoir. It's, it's the best celebrity memoir I've ever read. And I've read a lot. Oh, same. Yeah. 
Um, yeah. Christy, it has been so fantastic to talk to you today. This was like just made my day. Um uh, best. It's the best. For everyone who is not yet tuning in or just like, you know, needs that nudge. Um, I just want to point everyone to Christy's podcast, X Knows All. And I will just preempt any sort of like little quips from you. You're on a break right now. Um, I think you said literally like not a podcaster. I'm like, you're just literally taking a break. Um, I'm so proud of you for taking that break. And like, I'm saying that as someone who like, I was so scared to take a break from the podcast. Um, like around Christmas of last year, like I thought everything would come to a screeching halt. Um, it's scary. You're doing that right now. And I'm just like, yes, mental health queen. You inspired me. Like you, you kind of allow me like the, it was kind of like the catalyst for me. Like, okay, well, if Emily did it, I, I think I can do it. I can do it too. It kind of like, you almost kind of preemptively like gave me the permission almost to do it. And uh, yeah, it's, there's just so much on my plate right now. I, I talked about it on the show, but I just started, I got laid off from my job in February. And so luckily it wasn't too crazy. Like I was able to find a job within the next 30 days. Um, but it's just, it's a startup and things are fucking crazy and I'm working crazy hours. And I'm also uh, training to be uh, like Pilates mega reformer instructor. So there's just a lot going on and there's not enough hours in the day. So I want to reboot, reboot it up when it feels right. But it just, there was too many cooks in the kitchen, I think you've for got me. Enough, and, you've got enough of a back catalog. Like you haven't already tuned in, go tune in. Um, yeah. Yeah. I appreciate the plug. Thank you. It's yeah. Course. It's like celebrity pop culture, deep dives. Sometimes have guests, sometimes don't. Yeah. Uh, okay. Thank you so much, Christy. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Bye. Bye. This podcast is produced by me, Emily Rose, hosted by the Sonar Network and edited by Solomon Krauss Imla. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and leave me a five-star review. See you next week. Au revoir, mes amours. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com.